all the success, everything that he does is only from Hashem. We're totally 100% dependent on Hashem. Episode number 112. Welcome to the Torah Podcast. Lessons from authentic Judaism. Get the tools and inspiration you need for personal growth. Hosted by Rabbi Mitterhoff. Shalom, this is Rabbi Eliyahu Mitterhoff with this week's Torah Podcast. This week I'd like to speak about what is so special about Yom Kippur. Most of this class is going to be based on what's written here in Rav Shimshon David Pinkles. He says like this, The fast of Yom Kippur is not like any other fast during the year. All the fasts during the year usually have to do with some type of hardship that the Jewish people went through. But the fast of Yom Kippur is a fast for spiritual upliftment. It's completely different. He says, This fast is to uplift us spiritually. And not only that, he explained that the 10 days of Tshuva and Yom Kippur are different than every other day during the year. They're like two different orbits. You have one orbit of the planets, and you have another orbit which surrounds the entire universe. He says, Yom Kippur surrounds the entire universe. Everything is dependent on Yom Kippur. He brings a Rishash who says that the Kavanas, the davening, should be different on Yom Kippur. The same words, even though you read them during the rest of the year, when you read them during the 10 days of Tshuva and Yom Kippur, you're supposed to have a different Kavana, a different intention. In other words, the words actually have different, deeper meanings. And that's because during this time of the year, there's a much, much greater spiritual influence. Shefa, the spiritual influence comes to the world much greater. He explains, there's two ways to serve Hashem. The first way is that man himself has to uplift himself. And the second way is that Hashem Himself uplifts man. That's what's happening now. Hashem is coming down to us and uplifting us. He explains that on Rosh Hashanah, we had to make Hashem the Melech. We had to say Zuchanios Vishafras. But at Yom Kippur, Hashem is doing Kimat everything, he explains. Everything is coming from the side of God. And the Rambam explains, Atzmu Yom Kippur Mechaper. The day itself is mechaper, atones for our sins, even if we don't do anything. Shehu levad mechaper, The day itself purifies us. It brings a Gemara in Yoma that says, Sherebi sober, Yom Kippur mechaper, after lo tshuva. Even if a person doesn't do tshuva, Yom Kippur is still mechaper for him. And the Arizo explains that if we put the talus on in the evening of Yom Kippur, we don't say a blessing on it. That's what we're supposed to put it on before the evening. And why is that? So the Ramchal explains, Beyom zeh ain't zeh talus shalanu. On this day, it's like our talus is not ours. Ela HaKadosh Baruch Hu Ateifotano. HaKadosh Baruch Hu surrounds himself. He's the one who wraps himself around us. It's not our talus, it's Hashem. And that's because everything comes from God on Yom Kippur. And Rabbi Yisrael explains that Yom Kippur is a fantastic day because if you have a cartis, you get in. If you have a card, you get in. All you need to do is just show up in shul and do a little bit of tshuva. V'kavar yeshlo la'adam es At this point, he will receive all the spiritual influence and all the good that influences a man on that day. If you just show up for shul, you're already halfway there. And he wants to give a mashu, it's like a huge beam 
that's being lifted up by a crane. If you push on that beam, it will swing around. You can move it very easily. So too, Hashem uplifts us. If we just change ourselves a little, if we come close, Hashem will help us tremendously. And this is why we see the reality that even Jews who are very, very far away from Judaism, on the one day a year, they show up to Shur on Yom Kippur, and they fast that day. And that's because everybody understands that Yom Kippur is a special day where Hashem will help them, and He will bless them for the new year. So the question is, what are we supposed to do when we get to Shur on Yom Kippur? So He wants to explain. The work that we need to do on Yom Kippur is to make Hashem the king, that he's one, completely one. So he explains that on Rosh Hashanah, in Okinami, we said that Hashem is the king. We did that already, I thought. He says, yes, that might be true theoretically. But at this point, the Malchios, the kingdom of God, has to come onto a person completely, even physically on his goof, on his body. Our core prat for prat on every single detail, on every hair on his head. He has to realize that God is one, completely surrounded, totally enveloped by God. And the day that this happens, the day that we can experience that, that is on Yom Kippur. Extremely, extremely spiritual day. On this day, we can see the shlita, the control that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has on every last detail. And he brings the Yaakud Shmoni that says like this, Rabbeinu Sha'ola, Master of the Universe. Yesh am echad be'aretz, There is a people in the land who are comparable to angels. Just like angels, they don't eat and they don't drink. Also the Jews and Yom Kippur, they don't eat and they don't drink. And they're completely mavata legamri to avodas Hashem. They nullify themselves completely to the service of God. And that's what's supposed to happen on Yom Kippur. So he wants to explain more, what does it mean, Yichud Hashem, the oneness of God? So there's a famous question. If everything that God does is good, why do we pray? When bad things happen, we should just accept them. What are we praying for? Why are we praying that things should be different? If God knows what He's doing, things are good the way they are. God knows what He's doing. So he says that's not really the question. The question is, what do we pray for? What are we praying for? So he wants to explain that really what we're supposed to be praying for is Yichud Hashem. And that means making the inside and the outside one. The theoretical world and the physical world, the senses, one. The Ramchal explains that a man lives in two worlds. He lives in his intelligence and he lives in his chushim, in his senses. And these two things have to come to be one. That's what it means, Yichur Hashem. explains. When a person has a headache, it hurts. But intellectually, he can say to himself, maybe there's a reason why I had a headache today. Maybe because of that headache, I'm not going to go someplace where I would normally go. Maybe I would get hurt. Maybe Hashem is protecting me with this headache. And intellectually, he understands it's a chesed, it's a good thing from Hashem. But externally, his head hurts. So how do you put those two things together? So, so, for Rosh Kuev, at the end of the day, your head hurts. So he wants to explain that Yichur Hashem means that the things should be one. The chesed of Hashem shouldn't just extend to the intellectual understanding. The chesed of Hashem should extend totally 100% into the reality. There should be no difference between the inside and the outside. Hashem's chesed, Hashem's machu should extend all the way to the end. 
And he explains, when do we get a taste of this? On Shabbos. On Shabbos is also a time where Hashem is the Melech. We stop working and we admit, yes, there's a master of the universe who created the world from the very beginning, Maise Bereshis. And what do we do on Shabbos? We eat, we drink, and we have great time on Shabbos. So there we see the concept, the intellectual understanding that Hashem is the Melech, that He's the King, extends all the way to the Shabbos table. We're eating and we're drinking, we're celebrating that Hashem's the King. So the same thing, we're praying, we pray that Hashem, let us see Hashem that you're kulotov and everything you're doing is perfect. We don't see it because it doesn't reach the end. But that's what we pray for on Yom Kippur, that Hashem is the Melech all the way to the physical. So he goes on to explain that Yom Kippur itself is like a ladder. It starts in the evening, and then you go higher and higher in the morning, then the afternoon, then later afternoon, and you're going higher and higher. He says, Biyom Kippur Anak Domrim Eser Viduim. We say ten times Vidui. But call tefillah. In every single prayer, we say Vidui. So he says, why do we say it over and over again? So he wants to explain, it's like when a kid learns Baba Kama for the first time and he's seven years old and he learns it again when he's 14 and he learns it again when he's 21 and he learns it again as he gets older. So each time he learns it, it's a new thing, it's another higher level, it's another understanding of Baba Kama. He brings a story of Rav Sajigon where he was crying every day after his sins, so they asked him, why do you cry every day over the same sins? So he explained with the mushal. He says it's like a guy owned a motel and a guy came to the hotel and he gave him the cup that you give a normal person. But then he started to understand that this guy is really a big person and he realized he didn't give him the right cover. So the same thing with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. The more you understand it, the more covered you have to give. Rav Picker says, let's say you were somewhere, you tripped somebody and you, okay, you said sorry to the guy. Then you realize the guy goes sits down to learn. Okay, say, so, well, this guy's sitting and learning. Well, maybe I should say I'm sorry again. Then you find out the guy's a huge tamachachim. Then you find out the guy's a bucking shot and knows everything. How are you going to feel? It's not the same way you felt. You bumped into some guy, okay? Now you realize this is a very, very big person. You have to say slicha again. The greater you're understanding who the person is, the worse you're going to feel. So to on Yom Kippur, as the day continues, you realize how great Hashem is, you have to do more and more tshuva. Rav Chatzko explains that sinning makes us vile. It says in the verse, It is to Hashem that you do this, O vile and unwise people. Is He not your father, your master? Has He not created and affirmed you? So the Ramam explains that the Hebrew word for vile, which is naval, is generally used to describe the person who harms someone who did good to him. He repays good with bad. That's why he's vile. So what the Pasuk is saying, how can you give back bad for good? Hashem is so good, how can you give back bad? And that's why his sin is so disgusting. And similarly, Rev. Pincus explains that during the Marv prayer, we understand that Hashem is good. Everything that Hashem does, He's good. So therefore, we have to do vidui. How can we sin? Then the morning comes along, and we realize, I know Hashem takes care of all of our needs. Oh, this is really bad. I better not sin. I better stop sinning. And he feeds us. How is it possible for me to have chutzpah? Comes along Kazar Shas, Shakarish Baruchu Nutain as a Hashem is giving us life. The life force is coming directly from Hashem. How can I not serve him and go against his will? Then comes along Musaf, and he realizes that even his own body is not his. Our bodies belong to God. How could I possibly say me? 
as if I'm the Baal over my own body. Hashem owns me. How can I go against Him? So He wants to explain that in each prayer, when you say, Baruch Atah Hashem, as the day goes on, it's a different Hashem. It's a different understanding of who God is. And the greater God is, the more tshuva we need to do. Because we realize the depths of our sins. What did we do? And by the time we come to Ne'ilah, the last prayer of Yom Kippur, he says, We're inside the Kadoshi Kadoshim. We're close to God. We come to the recognition of the Yichud. There is nothing else. There's only Hashem. How is it possible that we sin? How could we sin when we have this understanding, this new perception that God is there running everything, giving everything to us, taking care of us, keeping us alive, feeding us? Everything's good. Everything Hashem is giving to us. He gave us a whole world. He gave us everything. How can we sin? And not only that, but the Talmud Devor explains. There is not a moment that man is not nourished and sustained by the virtue of God's power. Thus, no man ever sins against God without God. <laughs> we need God himself in order to sin. At the very moment while the person is doing the sin, Hashem is giving him the life force, the power to move his limbs. And then he uses those same limbs to go against God. And God doesn't make him disappear. He doesn't disintegrate him. He keeps him going. Look at the chesed, look at the kindness. Hashem gives us another chance every moment. Even when we're sinning, Hashem is giving us the power to sin. And he wants to explain. The Pasuk says, Ki lo adam. A man does not live by bread alone. What is Peshat? What does that mean? Hashem is the one that puts the life force into the bread that gives us life. But on Yom Kippur, He takes away the bread, He takes away the water. We don't have any of these things. Hashem is giving His life directly. On Yom Kippur, we have a direct connection to God. Not through food, not through drinking. Hashem Himself is giving us the life force to live. As if we're drinking, as if we're eating. He says, the Chamesh Enuyim, the five things that we need to separate from, are connected the five tefillahs that we have, the five prayers that we say. On Yom Kippur, where do we get our sustenance from? From the prayers themselves. And our physical goofs, our bodies get pleasure from the prayers the same way they would from the food and the drinking. And he wants to explain that the avoda, the work we need to do air of Yom Kippur, is to feel that even though we're eating and we're drinking, the Pasuk says we're supposed to fast two days, and we learn it out to mean that eating on air of Yom Kippur means like you're fasting. What do you mean like you're fasting? Just in the same way when you fast on Yom Kippur, Hashem gives you kochos directly from Himself through the tefillot. Also, when you're eating and drinking on air of Yom Kippur, you should really feel and understand that Hashem is the one who always gives you koach. All the koach, all the energy that you get through the food is really coming directly from Hashem. Hashem happened to put it through the food, but it's Hashem's energy that He gives us to keep us alive. So the tshuva that we need to do during this period is to realize Yichud Hashem. Hashem is one. Everything that's happening is coming directly from Him. All of our sustenance comes directly from Him. This is what Yechatzkel says. He says, what is the basis of tshuva? He brings a verse Assyria shall not save us. We will not ride on horses, nor we longer say our gods are the work of our hands. For in you, 
by whom the orphan is granted mercy. And he says, this is the basis of tshuva. This is what we need to know, that all hatzlacha, all success comes directly from God. There is no other address. There's nowhere else to look. He says, sadly, we examine our lives. We see how we are guided by the principle, our hands are our gods. We think that we alone do everything, like making a living, gaining honor, observing the Torah. They're all within our power. As soon as something goes wrong, we run to a doctor. But the truth is that we should feel like the verse said, it is with you that the orphan finds mercy. Everyone should consider himself like an orphan. What do you mean an orphan? An orphan has no one to turn to. Only God. And according to Rechatzkel, this is the main thing that's going to bring a person back to tshuva. To realize he is an orphan. There's nowhere to turn. All success, all comes from God. A person works hard, it's true. But he met this guy in the street, and he knows this guy's brother and his cousin, and this happened, and it rained that day. And so many factors, millions and trillions of factors. How could it be possible? And all of his energy anyway. Where does he get his energy from? Where does he get his life from? Who gave him life? Who gave him hands and feet? Who gave him the ability to see, to think? All the success, everything that he does is only from Hashem. We're totally 100% dependent on Hashem. And that's the thing that brings us to Tshuva. And that is the Tshuva. That's understanding the Yichud of Hashem. Hashem is one. Ain od milvado. There's nothing else besides him, the Pasuk and Devaris says. This is our hope. And by strengthening ourselves and pondering this regularly, this truth will become part of us. And this is the work of our entire lifetime, to totally realize that we're completely enveloped by God. And that's what Yom Kippur is. Uh, hopefully, God willing, we'll get a chance to experience that, to feel that, to see that, that it should become part of us. And therefore, we become pure and holy people to serve God and go in the right way. And Mamela will get all the blessings because Hashem will take care of us more and more. Thank you for listening. To get more enthusiasm for your Judaism, become a free member at GlobalYeshiva.com.